What's happening? This is Daryl with another Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast episode. As always, we're having interesting conversations about prevalent topics over a good glass of wine and whiskey. Today I'm working on a California Roots Sangria. Great wine to have just in stock. It's $5 a bottle. They have a wide variety. You can buy it at Target. It's, it's pretty solid. If you don't want to spend too much money on wine, but you want to keep a bottle at the crib, I definitely say go with that. Also, if you buy something like four at a time or something, you get a discount. So, yeah, go check out the California Roots brand at Target. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Today, I want to talk about the topic of good versus legal. So lately, I've been watching a show on um, ABC. It's a pretty new show. It's called For Life. And well, actually, I've been watching on Hulu, but ABC produces it. It comes on live every week on ABC. So, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. But anyway, the show focuses on a black man who was in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And it's actually based on a true story. So, um, yeah, I won't go too, mi- too much into the weeds of, of what happens on the show. I'd love for you to check it out. Let me know what you think about it. But um, anyway, I've been watching that on a weekly basis. And it's based on a true story, so really cool. Might have already said that. But then I also, a couple months ago, saw a movie based on a true story about a black man who's in prison, actually on death row, but he's innocent. Um, called yeah, Just Mercy, starring Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. Really, really good m- movie. I want to do a podcast episode on it, actually. I started writing down notes during the film and didn't get to that because a lot of stuff just started going on. So I'll probably come back to it because it was a phenomenal film. But anyway, um, on top of that, coincidentally, I've lately been listening to this podcast. Um, it's really good. Let me see what's the name of it podcast is called what's the name a correctional view so a correctional view it's a podcast hosted by a young lady her name is Dominique Goodman and she was wrongly convicted spent over four years incarcerated in Arizona has a phenomenal story what's really interesting is she and I went to college in the same city at the same time and has some of the same friends. Um, When she's telling her story, I recognize the names that she's talking about. And so it is, it's really interesting. I'm about three episodes in and excited to continue to listen because this is someone who is my peer, who could have been my friend when we were in school, who I probably partied with and didn't even know it. And she was wrongly incarcerated. So these are our three stories about black people who are incarcerated for things that they didn't do. On top of that, my job does work related to criminal justice reform. So my brain is professionally working on the problem as well. All that to say, my thoughts lately have been consumed with the criminal justice system. And actually, we'll keep going into it, right? Well, no, no, we won't won't go there. My thoughts have been been consumed with the criminal justice system and what it does to innocent people. Which leads me to the question of morality and not necessarily at this point of conversation, the morality of the system, but the morality of a good person who chooses to do what is right in in a system that has failed them. So um, I, I looked it up, right? 
And I was wondering, how many people are in jail for crimes they didn't commit? Because it can't be that many. The way we are raised, we're taught that bad people go to jail for stuff they did. And that's it. That's what we're socialized to believe. And so we believe if you're there, you're there for a reason and you deserve to be kept away from society. But in actuality, the Innocence Project estimates that up to 5% of people in jail are completely innocent of the crime that they have been convicted for. That doesn't even begin to account for the trumped up charges that extend sentencing so that prisons can own human beings for even longer. And while you may think, wow, only 5% is a pretty low rate, imagine being one of those 120,000 Americans whose lives have been stolen from them. And then on top of that, imagine being one of those people who's connected to that person. So let's say that you have two people who are dependent on you. Let's say you have a spouse, significant other partner, and a child, or you have a parent and a sibling, or you have a parent and a child, whatever, right? So you've got these people who are dependent upon you to make life easier. That's 360,000 lives in America that are directly impacted because of human error or more likely greed and indifference. But what if it were you? Or what if it were your child or your spouse or your mother or your father? Would it be okay if they were a casualty of the system that was set up to discard their freedom like a corner store receipt that you didn't request? You all know, you know, <laughs> you get the receipt from, from the guy at the corner store and you're like, I don't want this in my store anyway. Like that's how these people's lives have been treated. My next question is, are people who are innocent wrong for taking their freedom? So let's say I didn't commit the crime, but I know that the system will likely convict me. Am I supposed to sit around and wait for said conviction, giving the government access to my body the moment the sentence is handed down? Or is it better to run from an unearned form of shadow slavery that has been renamed incarceration, which sounds much more sophisticated, right? Is running ahead of time immoral? Because I know I didn't do it, but I know that as a black man in America, they're probably going to convict me because somebody has to go down and black lives have been devalued in America to the point that we really aren't surprised when a brother goes away. And we expect at some point in time to have a run-in with the police. I wonder if white Americans live this same, the same truth. And I'm sure they don't. I don't really wonder it. I'm just saying it to be facetious. So yeah, is it immoral when I know that chances are high that I'll be convicted for something that I didn't do? All right. So let's say I decided to await trial because I want to do the right thing. And I know that I'm innocent even though I also know I shouldn't be in this position because I didn't do anything to get here. So I'm sitting here spending money on the court system and on a great lawyer so that I can maintain what I should already own, my freedom. And then what? I'm convicted and I'm sentenced immediately and I'm taken to jail and then prison um, for however long, be it a day or a lifetime. Time that I will never get back because... I was convicted by a system for something that I didn't do. So let's say that happens, right? If I didn't do it, 
am I an immoral person for breaking out? Am I wrong for taking my freedom when I see the opportunity to take it? Even though, you know, the system says you did this, you have to serve this time. I know I didn't do it. Is that wrong? These are, I'm, I'm really posing a whole bunch of questions to get you to think about the way the system is set up and the way that these 120,000 citizens of the United States have been done wrong. I, as a person, know that I did not commit the crime. I don't care what the judge thinks nor the jury. They are trying to take my humanity, my freedom, and ultimately my life from me. I have to do all in my power to regain or retain that, even if it is wrong in the eyes of the law. That's, that's my perspective. I, as a man, must get out from underneath this oppressive system that is holding me down for something I didn't do. It, let, let's, let's think back to like being a child, right? And I can think back to, to one specific time. I don't remember what I did, but I do remember that my little brother Philip did something, and I ended up taking the fall for it. Um, I got a whooping and then afterward my father realized my brother did it and so he apologized but you can't give me <laughs> that uh, that peace I had before the pain back just like you can't give a person their time back you have taken something from them you've taken a moment that could have been joyful and turned it to hell for no fault of their own. Um, my, you know, that's just a whooping. A whooping is nothing in comparison to being locked in prison, but that's the, that's an example of being punished for something that you didn't do. We often think of the law as black and white, but there is so much gray. In America, we treat a rich, guilty person better than we do a poor, innocent one. With the cards stacked up against us, in a system working as it has since 1619, how can I be blamed for fighting a slavery that I did nothing to deserve? Am I simply supposed to submit for the greater good of white supremacy and capitalism? Or do I fight it with all my heart? Let's frame it this way. Were the slaves wrong for taking their freedom by running to the North? Because that was illegal. As a slave, you could be whipped, um, beaten, maimed, killed for trying to take your freedom and for someone who helped you to gain your freedom they were seen as wrong as well or I'll frame it a different way so are women unjustified for defending themselves at all costs against rapists if you see a man coming to attack you and you decide I am going to fight back so that this man cannot traumatize me is she right in doing that or should she just allow it to happen to her? Furthermore, are unarmed black people supposed to let armed and dangerous police officers beat them without cause and not fight to stay alive? The law is man-made and therefore it is flawed. Breaking a wrong law is not wrong. It is brave. Yes, those of us who are not physically tied to these systems must write letters or protest or do whatever we can with our perceived freedoms to help those in bondage. But for those already in bondage, we cannot judge their bravery from the lens of a system that intends to own humans, particularly black and brown humans. 
we must question every conviction and ask, was this just another cog in the wheel of capitalism and white supremacy? Follow the drinking gourd, my innocent brothers and sisters. Master will never willingly free any of his slaves. It is always forced upon him. <laughs>